I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, everybody, what's up? Welcome into a Friday edition of Best on the Board, presented to you by BetMGM. Michael Beller and Casey Joyner here with you to take another look at the wildcard weekend that we have in front of us. Two games on Saturday, three games on Sunday, and then one game Monday to wrap up this huge weekend kicking off the 2021-22 NFL playoffs. KC, I cannot wait <laughs> for tomorrow to get it. It is a fun playoff matchup. A lot of times the wild card rounds, you have these dog games, like not underdog games, just like bad games or bad mm-hmm. teams or have quarterback issues and some uh, playing games a few years ago and things where you had these backups. No, no, these yeah. are – this is – TJ Yates? No, you don't want a TJ Yates wild Exactly, game? yeah. It, it, one of those games. And yes, this weekend, it's, I mean, good. a lot of good storylines. A lot of good players are healthy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's. Uh, I, there's not one game where I'm going, boy, I'm going to hate watching that game. They all look like it's going to be fun. Yeah, good storylines, good players, a lot of teams getting back healthy. And it just feels as though, I said this on a show earlier this week, it feels as though this year's a little bit more up in the air. I, you know, I, I don't think any of us expect the Eagles, for example, to make a Super Bowl, Super Bowl run. But we have... Teams that we feel like could, you know, a, a good group of teams that we do feel like can make Super Bowl runs, good group of teams that we feel like could be plucky and pull their best Titans from a couple of years ago and find their way into a conference championship game is there's some uncertainty uh, all the way across the bracket that we haven't seen in recent years. So that should make for especially, I think, a fun wild card weekend. And so let's get into it. KC on yesterday's show we focused mainly on the two Saturday games and the Monday games so you and I are going to hit all three of the Sunday games and then we'll throw out a few bonus picks as we get to the end of the show so let's start with that first game on Sunday Buccaneers and Eagles the Bucks eight and a half point favorites against the Eagles 45 and a half the total on this one I have trouble getting a feeling for this game just because of the, the the injuries that we've seen the Buccaneers sustain over this last month or so really has changed their offense. Now, they're getting Leonard Fournette back. That's going to be a boon to what they want to do. He was a huge part of what they did all season before he went down with their injury. They're definitely the better team. I think they win. I don't know if I can quite go to the 8.5 with them. On the flip side, I don't really want to take the Eagles 8.5. So, on the line, this is a stay away for me personally, but I know you're not feeling exactly the same. I'm with you on on that. It's not a not a great feel for the game, but I'm look, but if I'm looking at it, I'm going okay. Tampa Bay, even with their offensive injuries, they've shown a propensity for getting into shootout games. And a shootout game, I define it as when each team scores 24 or more points. Now, some teams are good at that, and some teams aren't. In fact, they're always they're always kind of up in the air propositions because even the best offenses in NFL history. When like only sixty percent of uh, their shootout games, and there's a couple outliers you take those out. It's like fifty five percent, so it's almost a fifty fifty prop, even for the best offenses. But Tampa this year is five and two in shootouts. The or the Eagles are one and three 
And even if you take games that were near shootouts or a couple games that Philadelphia got them where they were just a couple points away from a shootout, you take those and they'd be one in five in, in non-shootout games or in shootout games. So <clears throat> they just don't handle it well whenever you get them into that type mm-hmm. of contest. And I have a feeling that Tampa's going to get into that type of contest. They're going to need to because Philadelphia's going to be able to run the ball better than they, you would have against, say, Tampa Bay's 2020 defense. They will be able to run the ball. But I just don't think they're going to be able to manufacture enough big plays the way the Eagles are. And I don't entirely trust the, uh, the Eagles' side. Secondary. Yeah, it's got some playmakers. Slay's a big play guy. They also have had some coverage weaknesses over the year that I think Tampa Bay is going to be able to exploit. See, everything you said there leads me to the under actually being my favorite play in this game because Eagles are going to want to run the ball. Eagles could be able to run the ball successfully, but no matter what, they're going to want to do that. They don't want to play what you just said. They don't want to play a shootout. The Eagles don't want this game to be where you have to score 27 points or 31. Like they just, they don't want to play that sort of game. And I think the Eagles are good enough to have shown us that they can, they can, they can't, you know, they can't totally force the Buccaneers to play the style that the Eagles want to play, but they can stick in this game. I think enough to make it, you know, not a total dismissal out of hand by the Buccaneers. So, I just think with what the Eagles are going to want to do offensively, with the Buccaneers not having the offense they had for the balance of the season, and just not so so they're adjusting to that. And then even if they have fully adjusted to a world where Tyler Johnson and Cyril Grayson need to play bigger roles, need to play roles, period, which they didn't play at all during the regular season, like just because you've adjusted to that doesn't mean they're suddenly going to give you Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown type of numbers. So I don't think the Buccaneers offense is what it was back in October and November. The Eagles are going to want to run the ball. I think this game stays under. That's really my favorite play in this game. A 45 and a half is the total on it. And I think with what the Eagles want to do, what the Buccaneers sort of have to do, I think this game ends up being something like, I don't know, like 21 to 10 Buccaneers, 21 to 13 Buccaneers. I think that's really the sort of game that we're looking at here. And then the Buccaneers move on and start figuring out what they're going to have to do against, you know, maybe a Dallas team. If Dallas ends up uh, knocking off the 49ers, and we're going to talk about that game next, obviously we're not exactly sure how things are going to work out in that way. But this is a, this is the sort of game to me that just, I, I don't see either offense really getting going in such a big way in this one because of where they are both standing coming into this matchup. Yeah, I can also see uh, Tampa Bay. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, their secondary has also gotten uh, better over the last mm-hmm. few weeks too. They've they've gotten healthier. I mean, they, they were in a terrible way injury wise earlier. Now they're getting healthier, and I don't see the Eagles being able to because that's the thing. The Eagles they've been dealing with the Jalen Hurts ankle injury the past mm-hmm. few weeks, and they haven't been able to run the ball as much with him. So I wonder if they're gonna you know if, if Philadelphia is gonna let him run, and if they do, if they're gonna be successful. I just can't see him being able to throw the ball. Which if it does go under, and I would lean towards it that that, that, that Philadelphia want to keep it there. <clears throat> Excuse me. I still see it as more of a twenty-four, you know, something like a twenty-four, fourteen prospect Tampa. So, okay, like, yeah. I mean, Darius Slay matches up with Mike Evans. Like, if they can take away Mike Evans in some way, if they can limit Mike Evans to you know six for seventy and a touchdown, like I just don't like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't see it with the rest of the Buccaneers' <laughs> offense. I just don't see where the rest of everything comes from. Like, I think the Buccaneers are right. The Buccaneers are going to have to defense their way to the Super Bowl. I think this year, defense and you know Tom Brady doing Tom Brady things, but. It's just not going to be the overwhelming offense that they were for a good chunk of last year and for the balance of this season. Yep. They got to cover Gronk, too, though, and the Eagles have been yep. terrible against tight ends mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. But Gronk's more of like a red zone proposition sort of yeah. guy rather than a rather like a guy who, you know, big chain mover 
like what we would get from Chris Godwin if he were healthy in this game. So, I don't know, you look at Slay shutting him, and like the Eagles on the flip side, I mean, they, they run, want to run the ball. I mean, do you trust anyone in this passing game outside of Devontae Smith? <laughs> no, not, not, <laughs> like, not even a little bit. Yeah, and mind you, I mean, uh, Goddard's good, but no. Yeah, I, I want to trust not. Dallas Goddard, but right, but it's sort of like like he's not going to be this big like chunk chain mover. We're not talking about Mark Andrews here. No, no. And with that healthiness in the secondary, Tampa's going to be able to, they'll be able to concentrate their coverage on a, on, you know, they can say we're just going to stop Smith or we're going to slow him down or we're, if we want to stop Goddard, they'll be able to do that. So yeah, I think that's a big difference maker for Tampa to have the secondary healthy because it wasn't really this year and it changed the dynamic and now it's different. But the Bucks have given, uh, what is it, over 100 rushing yards in five of the past 10 games prior to last week's game. So they, they you can't run the ball more against them than you could last year. Both teams want to run. I mean, the Eagles have to in the Buccaneers. I mean, if you have a, if you have a 90% healthy Leonard Fournette yeah yeah that's your surest path on the on Tampa's offense yeah is is getting Fournette back to what he was doing in October in November and so I think I think we're gonna see a lot of running in this game under for me Bucks minus eight and a half for you when we get to the end we'll come back and power rank these Sunday bets uh, that we make (laughs) let's move on to the next game on paper probably the best game of the weekend probably the most fun pure matchup where we could really see either team not only winning the game but maybe making some noise beyond this weekend Cowboys and 49ers Cowboys are 3 point favorites in this game at home 50 and a half the total on this one this should be a fun one what do you look at when you size up these two teams against one another what are you looking at first I'm looking at if Dallas can get takeaways or not because when they rack up at least one takeaway on defense uh, they're if they rack one or fewer takeaways on defense, they're one and three. They're eleven and two when they post. I'm sorry, they're eleven and two when they post one takeaway, and one and three when they don't. I mean, if they if they post takeaways, they win games. <clears throat> Excuse me again. Sorry. Uh, and you've got Jimmy Garoppolo making mistakes the way that he does. If he has a you know, if he's bad Jimmy or even subpar Jimmy or just an hmm. average Jimmy, and he's throwing a pick or two, or and they're getting uh, top you know, Jimmy like Van Halen. Exactly. If if you've got <laughs> which one, whichever one of him shows up. If he's if he gives them a couple of turnovers, I mean Dallas is really hard to beat. I see Dallas as being able to and zero find you. San Francisco has zero giveaways in five games this year, but they've done so only once in the past six games. So they're trending towards being able to give turnovers. Mm-hmm. They've got a stout rush defense, but and the rush offense is powerful, so that's good. I think both teams have multiple paths to victory, but I just see Dallas's passing game as being more dynamic, and again, their defense is more dynamic because San Francisco still has some shakiness in the secondary. They finally got some people back last week, but they don't have the playmakers back in their secondary that Dallas does. So I like Dallas minus three on this one. Yeah, I like Dallas minus three, too. That's where I'm leaning. It's probably my third favorite spread bet of the weekend the first two I talked about on yesterday's episode of this show Bengals minus five and a half Bills minus four so I'm trending in the direction of favorites which always makes me a little bit uncomfortable don't want to like too many favorites but um I just oh man we've we've seen such a ceiling from this Cowboys team this season we have seen such a ceiling from them and it's it, they've been a little confounding in recent weeks, and I wanted we I would have loved to have seen a little bit more consistency out of them coming into the playoffs. So they can explain away some of it with that Dak injury in the middle of the season. They lost that game to Denver, um, so they can they can sort of hand wave some of that. And then for a lot of that time, they weren't fully healthy. You had Tyron Smith missing some time. You had Michael Gallup miss some time before the season-ending injury. You had C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper both dealing with COVID issues. So they had like it. it 
even though like it was like it was like ninety percent of the offense was always healthy for Dallas, and they couldn't quite get over that mark. And then you give them the Dak stuff and give them a little bit of a pass there. So I would still like to see a little bit more consistency. There's just been such a ceiling for this team, and we know, we know, we know that even if they are not the strongest front to back defense in the playoffs, they can get so much pressure on the quarterback. We've seen that. Week after week after week. And when they get that going, when they get out to a lead, when they are able to pin their ears back and get that pressure after a quarterback, this looks like a much different team. This is the team that gives me the most pause if I am a Green Bay Packers fan. I really think the Packers are going to win the Super Bowl. But if I'm looking at the NFC, if I'm sizing up the rest of the conference, this is the team because of just all the different ways they can, all the different paths to victory that they have, they're the team that scares me the most. So I like the Cowboys minus three here. The 49ers are definitely a scary team. They're another team that was sort of like a they have that, that offense does have a snowball rolling down a hill effect that when they just get going, they can suddenly be like just burst onto you. The Rams experienced it going up 17 nothing in that week 18 <laughs> yeah. game, and then boom, the 49ers score 24 points in the second half and win that game in overtime. The Rams had multiple opportunities to close that game down, and they couldn't do it. So we know the 49ers can do that. That's why I'm not saying this is an absolute slam dunk pick, even though I'm probably making it. I do like the Cowboys, though, because of just, like I said, that ceiling. It's very, very attractive to me. Um, something else let me just throw it out there at you. How about a Trey Lance anytime touch? Like, <laughs> Trey Lance is going to have – I think we're going to get, like, an early season Trey Lance role uh, for as long as the 49ers are in the playoffs. They have to have some package for him because of everything he changes up. And we've seen so little of it, really, since September that we know teams want to put wrinkles in there in the playoffs that teams can't be preparing for in the week leading up to the game. Trey Lance is maybe the ultimate wrinkle available in these playoffs. Oh, I couldn't, couldn't agree more. And the, the 49ers, what was it? Shanahan said, I don't want to put Lance in early in the year because we run different kind of offense with him. But mm-hmm. they had to. And I think that now has afforded him an opportunity to say, this is how I can put these two styles together. Or again, just for a package play. If you've got it, you know, if you're, if you've got first and goal at the three, why yeah. not put Lance in there? Why There's no reason not to. Exactly. I mean, Look at the success the Raiders have had with Marcus Mariota. And maybe we'll see a little of that against the Bengals tomorrow. But, like, you look at that and, like, why can't – it just it, – it changes so much. changes the the formula for what defenses have to think about when you're inside the five-yard line. And I wouldn't be surprised to see – you can't do it with everyone. And these are, like, luxury backups. But, like, you know, Mariota, the way he's done. Like, can Cam Newton be this style of guy next year? If I mean, he already, he's already said he's open to being, a core, like, a backup. Can he go be, like, a sub-package sort of uh, quarterback who then, like, hey, if our starter gets injured and we have to start him for two games, we also feel okay about that? Right, like It's going to be interesting to see how the game continues to evolve in that way. But Trey Lance, anytime touchdown at plus 1,000. I'll be honest. I, I wanted it to be a little higher. I was sort <laughs> yeah. of assuming it was going to be a little better. I was sort of – because like, like you got Kyle Juszczyk, for example, at plus 900. I was sort of assuming Trey Lance was going to be more in like the 1,200 range. I'll take plus 1,000, though. It's a fun bet to have. <laughs> I love it. And, and anytime touchdown is a guaranteed 60-minute sweat. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's super fun. It's great to have around. So I'm going to throw that out there as well. Let's get one more game on Saturday. Chiefs and Steelers, the biggest spread of the weekend. Chiefs, 12.5-point favorites. 46.5 is the total on this one. Casey, you have said on more than one occasion on this show all season that in your house, you guys are Steelers fans. Yes. So I'm just going to lay that out there as I lead you into your pick here. I want. I wonder if this is a homer pick because we, as Steelers fans, we love them, but we also know what they can't do, and we're well aware of the weaknesses that they have. 
Their opportunistic defense though the past few weeks, they have five takeaways in the past two games and nine of the past three contests. So they're back to being not just a sack defense, that well, they lead the league in sacks. So I mean they're not just a sack defense, but they're also now an opportunistic defense. Now the Chiefs have racked up a ton of points, but the, and the Chiefs have posted zero giveaways in three straight games and four of their past five. But I keep thinking back to what the troubles that Mahomes had earlier this year, and he was making mistakes. And I keep looking at it going, okay, well, if Pittsburgh gets a turnover or two in this game. All right, because Kansas City beat them 36-10 to 10 in Week 16. Yes, and, just and a Frank, couple of weeks ago. Just a couple weeks ago. <laughs> but the Steelers were not they – were, they weren't being as opportunistic in that game, and they really looked – they looked completely out of sorts, and they weren't fired up in a way that I think the two victories that they got, the Cleveland and Baltimore wins, I think that's fired up the team in a particular way. I think the Steelers are going to be able to keep this game close. I still think they're losing this game. I absolutely do not think they're going to win this game. They, they have a – two in ten chance of win this game if they're lucky. I just don't think that Kansas City is going to be able to put their foot in the gas in quite the same way. If Kansas City gets, say, 31 points, do I think the Pittsburgh Steelers can get 20 against their defense? I think they do have enough offensive manufacturing to do it, especially if they get one or two of those turnovers. If they get two turnovers in this game, I think they can put up 20. If they put up 20, I just don't see Kansas City putting up 30 over 31 points in this contest. So I think they're going to win by 10. I just don't, by maybe 10, and maybe less than that, but I don't think they're winning by nearly two touchdowns it's a big number I had I'm holding a Chiefs minus 12 and a half ticket um I, I sort of wish I wasn't at this point to be honest it was it was last Sunday night uh, I was feeling exuberant with the playoffs uh, <laughs> set I was jacked up after that Chargers Raiders game just how much fun that was uh to end the season <laughs> in that sort of fashion so I immediately pulled open the app and looked and you know I had I loved the Bengals grabbed the Bengals right then and there yeah. saw the Chiefs sitting at minus 12 and a half like you know come on the Steelers, like this could so easily be the Colts or the Chargers. <laughs> the, I feel like that with the Steelers and the Raiders. Like, they're just two teams. Good good team. Like, the, you know, the, the, the Raiders won 10 games. The Steelers went 9-7-1. and one. You know, they're, they're good teams. They're, they're solid NFL teams. I just feel like the sort of teams that the bounces sort of, like, there's no, I don't think there's any practical bottom line difference between the Steelers and the Raiders and the Ravens and the Chargers and the Colts and maybe even throw the Browns in there. Just a few more bounces went the Steelers and the Raiders way than went the Ravens and the Chargers way. And so I just fired up. I was like, all right, Chiefs, 12 and a half, let's do it. It's a big number. The, the, the Steelers have enough juice defensively, especially with everyone healthy. TJ Watt just being ridiculous at the end of the season. They can make some hay, I think, in the in the Chiefs' backfield and maybe keep this at that 10-point sort of game, keep it at like a 24-14 to 14 style of game, and, and the Chiefs can't quite pull away. And then maybe they also, the Chiefs get themselves to a point where if the Chiefs are up by 10 in the fourth quarter with the ball, for example, like how motivated are they to like put anything out there? So I think that's something you have to keep in the back of your mind also. I'm not ripping up my Chiefs minus 12.5 ticket. I feel fine about it. If I were forced to pick one side or the other here today, I would pick the Chiefs still minus 12.5. But again, I'm going under. I really like the under in this game too. I think that, um, yeah, I think that the, the Steelers have enough horses on defense to not let the Chiefs run away from them, not let them do what they did a couple of weeks ago, and not let it be a 36 point day for the Chiefs. I still think the Chiefs can pretty comfortably get to 24 or 27, but I think the yeah. I think the Steelers have enough defensively to keep the Chiefs from threatening the over on their own. And I just, I'm sorry, man. I just don't buy this Pittsburgh offense. <laughs> I don't buy, I mean, the Chiefs defense, right? We were talking about, oh, look at the Chiefs defense keeping the team afloat in the middle of the season. You know, whatever. I don't know if that's that predictive. The one time they've looked like that Chiefs defense in the last six weeks or so was that game against the Steelers. Yep. And so, like, you know, this uh, Ben got his ride off into the sunset already last week by getting into the playoffs here. 
And this just feels like a happy-to-be-here team versus a team that has its sights set on a third straight trip to the Super Bowl. And I, I think that they can control this game in such a way that they do end up – it stays under, but the Chiefs win this game and keep the Steelers at arm's length all game. I just I, – I, I don't see a realistic path to, this, to like 20 points for the Steelers, unlike you. And so I think this game stays under. It only I think it's all predicated on the turnovers. If the Steelers mm-hmm. don't get those turnovers, if they if their if their turnover penchant doesn't continue, the fact like the Steelers hadn't been posting turnovers, I wouldn't have jumped on this. But yeah. because they have been, I think they can here. I think we're going to get old Patrick or get early season Patrick. <laughs> if they don't get early season Patrick and the Chiefs don't get a turnover, yeah, they'll win by more than that. I just have to think the Steelers will get those one or two turnovers that gives them a short field position and allows their offense to get a touchdown that they wouldn't get otherwise. I mean, look at even some of these wins recently that the Steelers have had last week. 16 points against the Ravens. The week before that, they threw up 26 against the Browns. You know, whatever. It's, it's sort of a different matchup. They yeah. lose to the Chiefs. They put up 10 points. They beat the Titans. They scored 19. I mean, this is just a, this is this is not an offense that you should be betting to do that. I agree with you. I think they need those turnovers to get there. And so, with the way the Chiefs have been playing offensively, the way that line has been protecting Mahomes of late, I do think that the Chiefs can protect the football and keep this game uh, under that 46 and a half. So that's going to be my play for this uh, this matchup. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Really quick before we move on to some of the other games that we want to talk about, uh, I said we'd power rank our three Sunday picks. So you've got Bucks minus 8.5, Cowboys minus 3, Steelers plus 12.5. What's your confidence level, 1 to 3, with 1 being most confident? Uh, most confident is that Tampa Bay pick. I just think that Philadelphia has a flawed team. They've got one path to victory, and if, if mm-hmm. they if they get in the shootout, I think they're going to lose the shootout by – it's not going to go very well for them if they get into that kind of a contest. <laughs> yeah. uh, number two would probably be Dallas. I just think Dallas has that many more paths to victory, and um, I'm curious that it's only minus three points for Dallas. I think that uh, their offensive firepower is greatest than Irish can be, that they have more paths to victory. The least one is that Pittsburgh game because if they don't get those turnovers, I, I – I would th- if they don't get two turnovers in this game, Kansas City will beat them by more than 12. If they get the two, then they, I think it's a different story. For me, I'll go under Bucks eagles 45.5, under Chiefs-Steelers 46.5, and, and then Cowboys minus three as my third pick of the Sunday games. We've got some time to talk about some other things. So and we talked about these three other games uh, on yesterday's episode of Best on the Board, but let's just let's throw some of them out there. Your favorite pick among the other three games, of course, Bengals-Raiders, Bills-Patriots, and then Monday Night Rams and Cardinals. Uh, of those, I would have to go Rams and Cardinals. That'd be my, my next favorite pick in that. I just think that the, I mean, Los Angeles had the collapse last week, I and mean, they lose a lead mm-hmm. at what is it? The first time that they lost a halftime lead under Sean McVay. I mean, that that's how I tell I think they were forty-five and zero. If I remember the statistic correctly, it's 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 unusual for them. So they've won five of the last six. They have victories over Arizona, Seattle, Minnesota, and Baltimore. Not bad teams. Not all those are great teams, but you know, I mean, not these are not bad teams of late. Arizona's trending in the opposite direction. They've won just one of the last five, and they beat Dallas in that game in Week 17. Okay, they, they, they got that. One of those defeats was a 30-23 loss to the Rams in Week 14, and I just think the Rams are going to be able to get into a higher-scoring game than Arizona can't keep up. And so I like LA. 
this is a stay away for me. I've talked about it a couple of times this week. If forced to make a play, I would take the points and just go with the Cardinals. But it's based on that. It's based on, like I feel like these are even, flawed, up-and-down Jekyll and Hyde teams that I have no confidence in coming into the postseason. So I'll take the points. I do take a lot of solace in the fact that Kyler Murray finally looked like Kyler Murray with his legs last week. Didn't do the Cardinals much good. Still lost that game to <laughs> Seattle. But he like we've talked on this show a few times about Kyler looking like a guy who didn't want to run in the middle part mm-hmm. of the season and how much that uh, affected the Arizona offense. If he does want to do that again, if he's comfortable, if he's healthy and he's good and he feels confident in his body to start using his legs in the way that makes him one of the best dual threat quarterbacks in the league, I like the Cardinals getting four points. But this is a stay away. If I have a, if I have a lucrative Saturday or Sunday, maybe I'll throw a little bit <laughs> yeah. on the Cardinals plus four. But other than that, it's a stay away for me. My favorite one other than this, Bills-Patriots. I mean, I really like the Bills. Uh, better team, more paths to victory. Patriots need to muck this game up. Weather is not going to be an issue insofar as precipitation or wind. It is going to be extremely cold in Buffalo <laughs> on Sunday night. Last I saw, a kickoff temperature was uh, four degrees in this oh. game. It is going to be extremely, yeah. extremely, extremely cold, but no wind at all. We're talking about eight mile per hour winds in this game. That's nothing. And so I think the Bills are going to be able to do what they want to do offensively. They're the better team. They're just they're they're better. They're be- they're a better team. They're a more well rounded team than the Patriots and. We talked about the Bills. You and I talked about this earlier in the season. They lose Tredavious White, and you talk about a team that you know maybe can't defend the pass as well. Patriots aren't built to take advantage of that. Now, they haven't been the same stout Bills run defense that we saw a year ago, but again, like I just think that the, the Patriots can't keep up. The Patriots cannot keep up in a game that is played in anything other than extremely low-scoring conditions. That's the only way they can keep up with the Bills. And so I like the Bills laying the four. I think the Bills are a very, very dangerous team on the AFC side of the bracket. I like Levi Wallace saying he told uh, Tim Graham for our Tim Graham the Athletic in that article that he Levi Wallace thinks he's the best off corner in the league. That if, if you're playing off coverage, he is the best in the league. And even Tre'Davious White has helped him and helped him mm-hmm. regain his confidence in that. And that's that's the thing where okay, so like, that that just says that mind you, the, look, the, the Patriots have no passing game. They're not going to be able to, to get anything There's done not. through the year. None. And they had if they, if it wasn't for the wind in that one game yeah, that yes. they that they beat them. I, it, the Bills probably win that contest. So I think the Bills are probably going to try and make this more. You say, hey, Mac Jones, you're going to have to beat us. We're going to go mm-hmm. high scoring, and I think they've shown they can do it. Plus, I like how the Bills can run the ball of late, too. That was a weakness for a time where they didn't have any running game, and now they've been able to. They're not a great running team, but they can at least get something done on the ground, and that's scary for New England because that's another path to victory. All you can do is beat the team that's on the other side of the field from you. You don't make your schedule. All you can do is look at the team that's opposite you on the field and beat them. But – Let's go back over these last couple of months for the Patriots. Here are their wins. Jaguars at the Bills, the crazy weather game. You can throw that one out. Titans without Derrick Henry, without A.J. Brown. Falcons, Browns, Panthers. They did beat the Chargers in L.A. I mean, go back all the season. Jets, Texans, Jets. A lot of teams could have won 10 games looking at that (laughs) schedule. Yeah, The Patriots deserve to be here. They had a hell of a season. Uh, They they weathered a lot early on. and They came back from a 1-3 and start. A lot of teams could have won ten games against that schedule. I think you look at it, uh, looking at a full strength or close to as close to full strength as you expect to be in the middle of January. Bills team, they're going to be able to take care of business against the Patriots this weekend. We're also going to take care of business with some future picks here, really quick. But first, let me give you a message from our friends over at BetMGM right now. Bet ten to win one fifty plus get a free three month subscription to the Athletic. Go to BetMGM.com and use the code. 
the Athletic Pod to take advantage of this offer from the King of Sportsbooks. Again, it's bet ten, win one hundred fifty plus a free three months to the Athletic. Go to betmgm.com. Use the code the Athletic Pod. This is a new customer offer for people at BetMGM. Terms and conditions apply. All right, KC, let's wrap this up with one future apiece. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. Let's want to get you in the future mix as well. We had some love for the Bengals winning the AFC. We had some Packers-Chiefs Super Bowl matchup love yesterday. I threw out an Aaron Rodgers MVP of the Super Bowl pick. Let's hear what you've got for us, your favorite future in the uh, uh, available to us here in the playoffs. Like the Cowboys. Like Cowboys a lot to win the Super Bowl. I mean, I really do. If I, because I think Green Bay is a flawed team. I think their defense is not is is not a powerhouse defense. I think that they have some weaknesses there. And I, mm-hmm. as you said, that we just did a little bit ago that the, of the matchups, the, the the Packers do not want to see the Cowboys because the Cowboys could go in and be in a shootout with them. And I think that their defense is a bigger playmaking defense. So you look at, okay, can the Cowboys win throwing the ball? Yes. Can they win running the ball? Yes. Can they win pass rushing with their front seven? Sure. Do they have big plays in the secondary? Yeah. The kicker? Eh, I'm not so sold on Zerline. But, you know, he still has range at least, and he's, he can be a good kicker. Range. Yeah. Greg so Zerline has to make a 47-yard field goal in Lambeau Field to advance the Cowboys to the Super Bowl. What are the odds on him making it? Yeah, you know, I hey, I, 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 I like that Ben. I do if he's kicking an extra point. I'll put it that way, you know. But I like their pass to victory. They can go any of those routes. And I look at the other teams in the NFC, and I go, I don't know that every other team in the NFC could say they can win via all those routes, or at least mm-hmm. as consistently as Dallas. I know they're going to win forward to win the Super Bowl, but I just look and go of them when I look at the plus twelve hundred, see where they are. If you know, this is plus yeah. six hundred, what you know, I, it'd be maybe a little different. I, I don't know. I just I like the payoff of it and say I just mm-hmm. think when they've got that many pass to victory that they could they're the kind of team that could get hot and get in a run and win in a variety of ways right just in that i don't think any, the other nfc teams can do so this is interesting this is probably my favorite super bowl future i think the packers are winning the super bowl i said this on yesterday's show i just can't envision a world in which aaron Rodgers retires with one super bowl ring i just i can't imagine <laughs> one super bowl appearance right yeah. let alone and one like one super bowl like i just can't fathom that happening and i will say just for the sake of full disclosure this is the same reason I kept picking Chris Sale to win the AL Cy Young over and over and over and over. And over. I couldn't imagine a world where Chris Sale didn't win a Cy Young, didn't win a Cy Young. He's not going to win a Cy Young in his career at this point. But like, I just can't, I can't imagine that. So that's my. Fi- so I do think the Packers are going to win. However, I'm not betting them at plus three seventy five, which is what they're at, which is at on BetMGM right now. So if I was going to make a Super Bowl future, it would be Cowboys because I do think they're the most dangerous team. And like, you look at the rest of the NFC. The Rams have a ceiling to be the best team in the NFL on any given week. But can they bring that three, four, four, four weeks in a row to win the Super Bowl, three weeks in a row to get to this? I, like, I don't know. I trust the Rams to beat the Cardinals and then go to Lambeau and beat the Packers and then go to Tampa or Dallas. Like, I don't know. Same goes for Arizona. They can Any Sunday, they can look like the best team in the NFL. Can they do that three or four weeks in a row? I'm not sure. I think I think, uh, I think think uh Green Bay and Dallas especially can do it. And I would have said Tampa, a full-strength Tampa. And maybe they can yeah. still remake themselves. I mean, you're ever going to count out Tom Brady? Of course not. But those are the three teams I look at in the NFC that can really do it. And the AFC, I look at the, uh, the Chiefs and the Bills. I love what the Bengals are doing. I, I think the Bengals are an AFC. I think they're the surprise AFC champ. I think they're the surprise championship game contender. I've got Bills versus Bengals in the AFC championship game. Packers over Bills in the Super Bowl is the other one I'm going to throw out here. It's plus 2,000. You can also run it back with Bills over Packers and also get plus 2,000 right now. So that's sort of a nice way to do it. Throw a little bit on both, and then you don't you just kick back on Super Bowl Sunday. Don't care which team wins. Um, 
I, I threw out yesterday, like, so the Packers are plus 375 to win the Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers is plus 450 to be the Super Bowl MVP. If you're going to, like, can, yeah. can you imagine a world where <laughs> the Packers win the Super Bowl and, like, Zadarius Smith is the Super Bowl MVP? Yeah. Divine, no. Like, if the Packers win the Super Bowl, Aaron Rodgers is going to be the Super Bowl MVP. Like, what would it, what would it, it would have to be either the, the defense goes crazy or Rodgers has, like, a, like, 250 yard, two touchdown, two interception game, and it, Devontae Adams goes for like yeah. 12, 200 in both of those touchdowns. Like that, like that's those are the past Aaron Rodgers not winning the Super Bowl MVP. So if you're gonna bet the Packers to win the Super Bowl, I would say just bet Aaron Rodgers to win the Super Bowl MVP. You're gonna get a little bit more juice there. But I love this Packers Bills matchup. I like the way that the playoffs have set up for the Bills here. I, I just think that. When they get every, when they get everything together, and the AFC is like a true when they get everything yeah. together, because we have seen flaws from all of these AFC teams this year. Titans, absolutely, and like we don't know what Derrick Henry is coming back to these playoffs. Foot injury for a running back, a big running back like him. We've seen those flaws from the Chiefs. The Bengals, I think, are a team that we are going to be talking about as a Super Bowl contender for years to come. We all know how hard it is to break through in your first bite at the apple. The Bills, when they get it all together, I think they're the best team in the AFC. So Packers-Bills, Super Bowl matchup. Bet both sides of it. I'm putting the Packers over the Bills uh, as my pick here because that's what I think is going to happen. But you bet both sides. You get plus 2,000 on both. You sit back on (laughs) Super Bowl Sunday. You eat those nachos and you feel good about yourself. Yeah, and you got what the one again. Packers only need to win three. Everybody else mm-hmm. needs to win four. So that, that that that's big. And the Bills getting out of the AFC. Yeah, I think uh, I, I think it's I, as much as uh, I, I like the the Bengals to be the Bengals are a team that could could beat anybody on, on any given Sunday. They have a lot of past victory too. But look, you know, it's Bills Chiefs in the in these playoffs, and the Chiefs just they just. Mahomes, I just those those errors that he made earlier this year. It's scary. And could you see Buffalo beating? Yeah, and Buffalo, by the way, when they got, I like how they got motivated after after New England beat them. And McDermott's like, "Hey, Belichick's not that great of a coach," and he got so mad about it. I think they're mad at Kansas City, and if they get in with Kansas City, they're going to be so fired up. I, I would be, I would not be surprised to see them beat Kansas City. So I like this pick. Brian Dables made himself into a hot head coaching candidate by what he's done with Josh Allen in that passing game, but it was like they finally snapped into some sort of real-world realization of we're never going to be a Tennessee Titans, Cleveland Browns style of team, but we got to keep teams a little bit honest with our run game. And Devin Singletary has played well enough to make teams be honest, and I think that has just rounded up the Bills' offense into what it can really be over a month-long stretch here in the playoffs. So that's my future for you here today, Packers over Bills plus 2,000. And that's our show here today. That's going to do it for this episode of Best on the Board. For Casey Joyner, I am Michael Beller. We say thank you, of course, for listening to us or watching us if you're here on YouTube. And as always, happy betting and good luck. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon. See ya.